I'm shooting webs like worldwide. Man had it all the way to Yonkers. When they say book, let's stand up. You better just fix your posture. And every hero needs his theme song. So You're listening to PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you in Austin P, the Athletics Department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE. And thank you to you, the listeners. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austopy podcast. Putting the mass in Christmas as we gorge on holiday goodies once again. It's because we're fat. Do you get it? Has everybody got it? It's going to get it. All right, great. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Um, do you want to start with the early period uh, football signing stuff? Because I feel like that's a positive note to begin this on. Let's start with the positive. Let's start with the positive. Uh, the the this, the early period football, the, the trickling in of the signees has begun. Uh, got some names that are officially official. Super official. Super, the most official right now. Uh, Jackson Griner, Harrison Wilkes, Denver Parker, which is a great name. Denver Dip Parker. Denver Dip Parker. What a good name in that, that, in that kid's uh, life. Denver yeah. Dip, like, uh, you can't go wrong. And then you've also got quarterback Sheldon Lehman coming aboard from the University of Memphis. Um, the big fella can sling it. He can he can toss the old pigskin around. The passing records may may want to watch out. They 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 aren't in danger, but they're not not in danger either. Scotty's uh, offense. You got a big big quarterback that can stand in there and just throw the ball over the yard. You might want to watch out, everybody. You might want to just. Well, we'll see what those guys are up to come spring. People might have already forgot that they need to cover D'Angelo Wilson. I sincerely, dearly hope so. <laughs> but we will have more and better. Uh, well, not better, but more. Once we see them play some football, maybe even practice some football, we'll know more about them. I was just going to say we'll have more signees from the early period announced in the coming days. And weeks. Are all of these guys going to play in the spring or – just Sheldon, I think. Just Sheldon, I'm The others are all high school signees. Pretty sure. So yeah. they'll all join us for next fall. But Mr. Layman is a transfer from the University of Memphis, and he will be here, I imagine, as soon as possible. A-S-A-P. Start slinging that pigskin. Start tossing the old pigskin around. You also got a women's tennis signee. Yes, uh, Yuha Ching from New City, Taipei. She signed with the Govs yesterday. Um, that's all I got. Well, she plays tennis. Ross is excited, thinks she can play doubles. And Ross, Coach Brown, for those of you who are not, are not familiar, he's uh, excited. For those on, not on a first-name basis. Right. Yeah, he's excited, thinks she can help out in singles and doubles right away. So uh, I know him and Maria are very excited to get her in here next year and uh, start stacking some more titles. Stack those titles, women's tennis. Put some more boats in the water. Now let's go to... Some of the other things that happened in the last week. The less happy things. Do you want to start with women's hoops or you want me to jump in with the men? I can start. You start. Six really, really good corridors for the women's basketball team. Got a big got 
at SIU, they fell behind to start every quarter, and every single quarter they fought back. They took the lead at the end of the third quarter, and the Govs kind of ran out of gas in the fourth quarter there. Kind of the same thing against Chattanooga here the other night. I mean, just a dominant three quarters yeah, to start the game. I mean, boy, Shaley Kirby couldn't miss for 30 minutes. And then, uh, boy, that fourth quarter just killed him. Twi- twice in a row, the fourth quarter kills the Govs. Um, there's promise because you saw how good they could play for the six, first six quarters of those two games. Um, you got to play four, though. You got to play four. You can't, you can't disregard that. But if we're looking at the positives, you've seen flashes. Now let's put it together for 40 minutes instead of 30, and uh, let's go out and get some Ws. I guess SIU it was a three-point fourth quarter that did them in, right? Yes. They scored 10 or 13 against Chattanooga in the fourth, but still not enough. Chattanooga just didn't miss in the fourth Chattanooga, quarter. Chattanooga, it was the same thing for SIU. They kind of, I mean, they, they got hot at the same time we got cold, and it's unfortunate that it happened in the fourth quarter in back-to-back games, but um, they're non-conference games. They're here for a reason. They're learning experiences. The real games start on Saturday against Murray State. Yep. And with that, I jump into – I had several directions I thought I wanted to take discussion about the men's basketball team, which split this week, defeating McKendry and losing to Florida A&M, uh, snapping an 18-game home winning streak with the defeat against the Rattlers. And I think – it's important to keep perspective on a few things here. One, still not a conference for the most part. We did have the discussion last week about the Murray State game. There were a few bright spots to take out of that. But there are things going right for this team right now. Carlos Paz has, I think, established himself as a very good point guard who can play two ways. He is a floor general on one end and a very good perimeter defender. I don't think undersized is um, too too strong a word to use there. But he is he has made strides this year. I think you know what you're getting with Terry Taylor at this point. He is going to be a double double unless he is quadruple teamed and you can always throw him the ball in the post and expect him to either get two points or just get beat half to death trying. I think that Mike Peake is learning, has learned his role with this team. I think he understands that he is the basically the evolutionary version of what Eli Biov was last year where you get down there, you do the dirty work, you clean up the mistakes and messes, and that's how you get your buckets. The, no, the When the ball's going in the post, more often than not, the number's getting called for Terry. And I think Mike's doing a good job now of realizing that, you know, my touch has come from working hard on the offensive glass and running the floor in transition, doing the little things that he needs to do. I don't think that the sky is falling. The the way I think that some people observing the program from the outside do. I think there are obviously things that need to be tightened up a little bit. I want there to be I want there to be more energy from this team, but also at the same time, it's a weird way to play basketball right now. Shouldn't they be playing like their seventh non conference game too? Like 
They he, should be wrapping up non-conference season, about to kick off the conference play against Tennessee State and well, not, Eastern Kentucky. Not not only on that, the they Monday should State. be doing it in front of fans and not having to. <laughs> Their sixth game this season was at Murray State. Austin P teams don't play at Murray State till game twenty-five. No, and I I do worry that that game may. It may take a long time to shake that game just because of the result and the opponent. I don't want him to take that forward because there's too much there's too much talent. There's too many good things with this team to to have that game be the thing that defines the entire season. That game happened too early for it to define the entire season. I just don't believe that that's I don't believe the result measures what that team is. But having said that, there are enough concerns that I would sure love to not be <laughs> at the doorstep of conference play right now. I would like to have a couple more games to work this out because it's still a young team. It's a mostly sophomores. Most of them are playing their second season of college basketball, and they're a lot of them are playing their first season here. Yeah. I the mean, only person that's played more than one full season here is Terry Taylor. Yeah. I mean, everybody, there is – it it is him, and there is not a whole lot of veteran presence remaining for the rest of these guys. And and the guys who have gotten their feet wet in college basketball before, by and large, did especially at the upper level. Like Corbin Merritt only played seven or eight games with Oklahoma last year. Mike Peake only averaged about ten minutes a game with Georgia last year. Like the guys who are being counted on are really still getting their first extended run in college basketball. And I think it's important to have a little patience with that. However, I'm not going to have any patience with the Degum Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Never going to stop calling them the Oakland Raiders. 44, 27 Colts over Raiders. The floor is yours. Go ahead. I mean, it was, I didn't get to watch the game because the Titans were on, um, Boy, it was a lot of fun to watch on Twitter, though. I just kept checking, looking down at my phone. Oh, look, there's another Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Oh, look, Kenny Moore with the interception of the year. Oh, look, pick six by – I don't remember who had the pick six. Um, just a blowout, a slaughter, a rout. The Raiders stink. They got beat in their own house. Uh, Phillip Rivers owns your franchise. You will bow down to him. Uh T.Y. Hilton, thanks for waking him up. The rest of the league's mad at you for that. Uh, where else can I go? Uh, I think I'm good. Oh, I think we did that without DeForest Buckner, too. Like, he's back this week. Sorry. Good. Yeah, your system. Yeah, I'm good, I think. Uh, really, though, that Kenny Moore interception was sweet. So we'll take a break and welcome in Cody Schechsnader of the Austin Peay football team, uh, special team savant and a guru, right after this. Where I 
Hollywood code, I'm with Marley G, bro. Flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog millionaire by Ladies and gentlemen, special teams guru Cody Schechtsnader joins us today as he continues settling in under a new regime. Since he arrived last summer, many changes have taken place at Vortero Stadium, and Schechtsnader has had to adapt on the fly to find his way in the first of hopefully many coaching jobs in his career. Cody, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, man. Can't complain. Enjoying this weather and uh, looking forward. Well, we just finished a great signing day, so looking forward to getting those kids on campus and, um, you know, excited to spend the Christmas holidays with my family. Let's start with the most obvious question, which is, what is the worst job a public address announcer has ever done of pronouncing your last name? Um, I heard a bunch of them. Um, I, I honestly, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how many names that they can come out. It, it's kind of hard to even say, cause it's, I guess it's say, cause I know how to pronounce my last name, but uh, I got Sheck and Gaga. I got, uh, I mean, I think that's the one that sticks out the most. And I'm like, dude, have you, have you pronounced words before in your life? But yeah, I think that would probably be the worst one. You grew up on a little patch of land between the Mississippi and the Pontchartrain right outside of New Orleans. Uh, what was it like growing up there? It was interesting, you know, um, it's a big city. Um, I, I think, I think it was a lot of fun, man. You know, you got everything to, to do around there. Uh, you know, growing up after Katrina, we moved to the West bank, uh, after we had 16 feet of water and four feet of oil with Katrina. Um, so, um, growing up, I was probably seven years old when we moved to the to the West Bank, but growing up in Chalmette, it was really a small town. So once we got to the West Bank, it kind of opened up my eyes, and uh, you know I got to see the bright lights. You were a holder and a punter at Mississippi State. Uh, what's it take to walk on in college football's toughest conference? It takes a lot, man. I think it takes some guts. I think it. Uh, I think whenever you walk on to to a program. Uh, being a preferred walk-on, um, you know, they bring in – I thought they – I think they brought in three guys in my class. I just take some guts. It takes takes betting on yourself. You know, I've always been a guy that, that always bet on myself, always knew I could win, always knew that I was going to go in and compete with the best of the best. I mean, I've always been told that my entire life, that, you know, if you, if you attack something wholeheartedly, uh, great results uh, um, follow. And, and that's certainly what happened. And without Mississippi State, I wouldn't be in this opportunity where I'm at right now. You were nominated for the Burlesworth Award for the FES, the best FES player who started his career as a walk-on. What did that mean to you to get that kind of recognition? You know, it meant a lot. Um, I, I, to be nominated with, with some of the best guys in the country, some of, you know, the nominees like um, Baker Mayfield won it a couple years ago. Hunter Renfro won, won it a couple years ago. So you got some big-time guys that win starting on as a walk-on to be recognized with some of the best guys in the country. Of course, it's an honor um, just to be, just to be nominated. Um, I mean, that just goes to show you hard work always pays off. And, and in the end, everything always works out. Your last game at, at uh, Mississippi state. Tell me about the moment uh, you left your cleats on the 50 yard line and just what that meant to you. Cause I saw that on Twitter and I thought it was kind of a special moment. Yeah, it was something I, I didn't even know got caught up on video until, um, you know, I, I checked my phone after the game. 
but it was just something to say that, you know, I left, I left everything I had left, left it out on the field. And I left everything I had with the university. Um, it was just something, a piece of me to, to know that I can remember that I left in Davis Wade. Um, you know, I got caught on video, which was kind of cool, kind of special, but uh, it was just something I soak in. I sat there for a couple minutes, looked around the stadium. I had tears in my eyes and uh, just, I was just honored to play in the SEC, play for Mississippi State and the great university that they given me was was fantastic memorable but just that was just a piece I can leave in Davis Wade Stadium which it gave me so many memories uh so many so many fine memories to say the say the least and uh just it was just kind of like a thank you what was it like competing and participating in the Egg Bowl as a player so the Egg Bowl is is really really special um not many people understand it unless you one are from Mississippi or two that you're part of the program. The Egg Bowl is, is really special. I, I truly believe 100% that's an athlete's robbery in college football. Um, I got the opportunity to play in it my freshman year. I got I got I started um, in the Egg Bowl my freshman year and then played in it my uh, my junior and senior year. It's just one of those things that there's there's security guards lining the 50 yard line whenever you come out uh, out through the tunnel. I mean, there's there's police officers. I mean, it's it's all week. You got to think about it. it's all week. It's the only thing in Mississippi that everyone looks forward to. It's bragging rights for 365 days or 364 days, whatever you want to call it. Um, the egg bowl is is really special. It's kind of hard to explain unless you unless you lived it. I understand you have a hail state goat dogs tattoo. <laughs> I do have a hail state go dogs tattoo. I understand it's also a, a part of your body that doesn't get uh, showcased very often. Yes, uh, yes, it is. It is. Uh, that was one thing that a couple of my buddies and us did. Um, you know, just to just to go out. I, I think it was a Monday night. Uh, we would always have cookouts, and yeah. So, <laughs> Hail State Go Dogs is is uh always been my motto and uh anything i did at mississippi state it was always hail state go dogs uh everyone knew that was my saying um i just kind of embraced it and uh yeah hail state and go dogs uh you have a twin who played d3 right i do i have a twin brother he played division three uh for a year and then he tore his labrum and rotator cuff um and then he uh wound up stopped playing now he coaches college football or high school football, I should say. Is there any uh, chance you two may get together and coach again one day? Coach together one day as brother? You know, it, it'd really be nice to uh, get up to coach together. You know, he, he really wants to stay in the high school ranks. Uh, he coaches actually at the high school I went to. And my little brother is an offensive lineman there right now. He coaches quarterbacks. He wants to coach high school level. I want to coach the college level. It'd be great, you know, to coach again, but uh, or coach together, I should say. But um, I mean, whatever happens, happens. I support him no matter what. He supports me. I mean, I don't think there's been a, a Friday night where I haven't missed a high school football game that he's coached in. Tell me about the dancing gift that you send out every single time we land another signee, because it's hilarious and awkward at the same time, which seems to be what you were going for. Um. So. That time we got the dancing gift. Miss Robin actually caught it on 
video. I didn't know she was videoing me. Uh, we had just made a field goal. Uh, we had great op operation. We had a great snap, great kick. I mean, and I just kind of went berserk. I mean, we were struggling for a little while, and then we, we finally get a finally get a good kick. So I told him as soon as we get a good kick, I'll start dancing. Well, of course, it was the day that they had the special and the specialists, and uh, they caught it to me. So now I kind of tweeted it out the first time we got a big time recruit in, and and then I think it kind of just took over. I know uh, Coach Capus always tells me our defense coordinator every time we get a kid commits, he's like, all right, can't wait to see Shex's dancing gif on on Twitter. So I think it's kind of a I got to do it now more than anything. Tell me about how you've adjusted to life with the new coaching staff. You know, the new coaching staff is fantastic. It's um, Coach Coach Walden's got a great energy. Brings the fire every day to the juice, uh, to or brings the juice to the fire every day. Um, coach Walden is is a, is a great coach, um, really a great recruiter as well. You know, adapting to the new coach and change really hasn't changed much. You know, I still do my job every day, uh, and that's to try and help these kickers get better, help these snappers and, and punters get better, and then also uh, try and find the best kids in the country to come play at Austin P. So uh, really, really nothing changed. We kind of picked up from where we left off, and uh, we're excited for the for the 2021 spring football season. With When new guys come in, new staff comes in, they don't have a lot of familiarity with them. They don't have a lot of familiarity with you in the beginning. How difficult is it to earn their trust? Uh, I, I don't think it's difficult. I think they you just got to do your work uh, and just kind of kind of just keep doing what you were doing with the old staff, you know. Um, I think that that this this coaching staff believes in everyone because if uh, if if they didn't believe in everyone, they, they wouldn't have us here. Uh, you know, it was kind of cool having Coach Walden come in. Well, whatever he came in from Miss uh, from Southern Miss, he kind of knew my, who my name was. Uh, we of course he coached against me uh, my junior year, I believe it was, or it might have been my senior year, and then. Uh, he just knew me from, from the state of Mississippi being there for four years. He was there for four years. So it was kind of cool uh, seeing him, um, you know, kind of hearing who I was before he got – he took the job. Cody, what is your favorite word? My favorite word, I would either – they would – the guys in the office would probably either say good ball, shout out Coach Scott, Coach Scott, every time he sees me, I say good ball. Um, or it'd probably be unbelievable because we we do some unbelievable things. I can tell you that. What is your least favorite word? <laughs> My least favorite word would probably be, yeah, loser, maybe. <laughs> or losing. Yeah, I hate losing. So loser, maybe. I don't like when people call me a loser. I'm a winner at all times. Who or what inspires you? Who or what inspires me? Oh, uh, this is easy, man. My twin brother does. Um, he's been my hero ever since, you know, he, he started playing quarterback. He's a leader. He, he showed me how to lead. There was a reason why uh, I was at Mississippi State. Uh, without him, he kind of showed me the, the ropes. So, uh, quick story, it was my sophomore year of high school. He begged me to go to a football camp. I wound up going, long story short, I ended up playing college football. So, um, without him, yeah. I mean, I look at him every single day. I look up to him. I, 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 I truly, truly love him with a passion, man. He, he loves the game of football. He knows the game of football. I try and study it and learn it, learn as much 
as he knows. But yeah, it definitely he inspires me. What's the last book you read for fun? The last book? Jeez. Um the last book for fun. I read this book um that I got I'm trying to think of the name of it. But, but I got it from the FCA director, Jimmy Guilford. It was on Ways to Succeed in Life. Um, I forgot the name of it, but Bobby Bowden was uh, part of, uh, of the reading. What is your worst habit? My worst habit? Uh, probably um, chewing my nails when I get nervous. What app on, the, on your phone gets the oh, most use? Oh, oh what, what app gets... Uh, the most used. Oh, oh, easily 100% Twitter. I'm a big Twitter guy. I love Twitter. What is the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Um, we going back to Nashville on a plane about three weeks ago. I honestly uh, thought it was going down. It was the turbulence was so terrible. I've never been scared before like that in my life. What is your idea of happiness? My idea of happiness, um, just enjoying life, uh, living life to the fullest, living it with the with the with your favorite people, um, and doing things out the ordinary. What is your idea of misery? Idea of misery: freezing cold. Um, like when I get miserable is whenever my feet get frozen. Uh, that would be miserable to me. What makes you self-conscious? What makes me self-conscious? Um, I guess not doing a good job, not not knowing if I stepped up to stepped up to the plate. What is the most embarrassing song you love? The most embarrassing embarrassing song. Um, yeah, Mr. Mom by Lone Star, or. Uh, what's that? What's that song that's like? Uh, what is it? Uh, um, it's it's like uh, I'm trying to think. This is a story of a girl. <laughs> I think I think I like that song too. We cried a river and drowned the whole world. Yeah, I like that song. How would you prefer to die? How would I prefer to die? I think I would rather go out um, in my sleep, peaceful. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as? Um, a dog. <laughs> I don't know why a dog. Like, I, I'll never understand. But I always, like, tell people. I mean, it's a weird. Like, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. But, like, I'll never forget. I was sitting on my couch in Starkville. And I looked at my friend, my like, my best friend, Kendall. And was like, hey, like, could you imagine if I was a dog? And ever since then, I was like, all right, well, maybe I might come back as a dog. What might prompt you to lie? What might prompt me to lie? I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. What um, makes you hopeful? Just the future. Uh, seeing, seeing other guys succeed, you know, that, um, and other guys getting, getting the opportunity. What is our purpose in life? Our purpose in life is to have fun no matter what. No matter circumstance, no matter what, just live life to the fullest. Regardless of who it is, what is one question you'd ask the next guest? Regardless who it is. Uh, 
who do you do it for? Why, why, why do you do uh, what you do? Why do you do what you do? I love the game of football. Uh, I love inspiring kids. I love making an impact in someone's life. Um, I had the opportunity to be coached by great coaches, um, and they made an impact in my life, and, and I want to turn that over. Last week, Daniel Disney asked, was the moon landing real? <laughs> yes, the moon, the moon landing is real. Um, I'm glad he asked this question because the specialists have uh, many conversations on if the earth is flat or not or if the moon was a real landing. So uh, I'm glad we asked this, and I 100% say yes. So that means that in the special teams room, there is a percentage of people who do think the moon landing was faked. Um, yes. Don't name any names because it's more fun for me to guess who's who. You're just starting your career. What big picture long term is your hope for what you want to get out of coaching? Um, I think I think my long term goal is to become a special teams coordinator somewhere. But my main important thing of coaching is making sure that my my players um, just enjoy the game of football, just enjoy life, take it how it is. And also uh, I can make an impact in them where whichever way possible uh, it is. But my long term goal is to become a special teams coordinator, of course, at a big time football uh, program and. Um, and, and, and live my life. Well, we're glad you're getting your start here. Looking forward to seeing what the future holds for you. Uh, Cody Schneckseider, thank you so much for uh, giving me a few minutes of your time today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for uh, having me on and so glad to start my coaching career at Austin Peak. Uh, I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Let's go Peak. Let's go Peak. Thanks, Cody. Thanks to Cody Schneider for coming on, giving us a few minutes of his time in a busy time of year for Austin football. As we look ahead to the future, future, as always, very much in flux, the McNeese State men's basketball game, for those of you who do not know, or Friday, has been canceled with no makeup date announced. So if you uh, show up to the Dunn Center at uh, 6 p.m. on Friday, expecting a basketball game, you are going to be very confused. And that means that the Murray games are pretty much all that's on the docket next week. The women travel up to the Hamlet on Saturday, while the men will host those dastardly racers in a 8 p.m. Monday game on ESPNU. The women have fond memories from our last trip up there to Murray. Big 29-point win on the road in the regular season. The biggest road win by either team in the Austin P. Murray State Women's Basketball Series history. Say it again. The biggest road win by either team in the Austin P. Murray State Women's Basketball history. 43 years. No team has ever won by more points on the road than the Governor's 29-point 
I'll say it, blowout of the racers last year in the regular season. Mm, give it to me one more time. A 29-point blowout, blowout, a route to end the regular season at the CFSB Center. I mean, just dominant. So, uh, dominant, dominant. Govs have won two in a row against the racers, the ladies have, and uh, four out of the last five, so looking to make it three in a row and five out of the last six. And the last time the men did battle here against the racers was an ESPN game just last year, and... The governors got that W that Big night. dubs. Big dubs that night. It's really it, though. It's going to send us into the holidays on something of a calm and quiet note. Yeah. No, yeah, that's about it. We'll, back got, for, we'll be back for Tennessee State December 30th. We sure will. You know what else is back during the holidays? And the NBA's back. The NBA's back. Boy, the NBA's back. Very excited for these like Christmas. Glad we got these Christmas games. Like in. it never left, mostly because it wrapped up like three weeks ago. I'm glad we got games for Christmas. I am too. Really and truly, probably the, I I won't. I would not mind if that was the, the start of the NBA season moving forward. Was the Christmas? It'd be okay. I, I, I think I'd be. Wouldn't bother me. I think I'd be totally down with that. Uh, who you got for champion this year? I think it's hard to pick against a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yeah, I think as much as it pains me to say it, I'm gonna probably go with the Lakers. And until you show me somebody that's got a better duo, uh, I think the did Mavericks. You, the Mavericks you, could be sneaky good with Luca and Chris Dapp. But uh, I've got to see what Chris Tepps can do after the injuries. Uh, we know Luke is great. He's great, but I don't think they're better than the Lakers. I'm just, just I'm, thro- I'm throwing out other teams I like here, and uh, always like the Nuggets with Skinny Jokic and Jamal Murray. If Murray proves that what he did in the bubble last year is no fluke, then I Jamal like Murray could be an MVP. I I like the Nuggets a lot more than. I do in this moment. I think the Lakers are looking deeper too. Taylor Horton Tucker is dropping thirty in games, and yeah, they're, I don't think they're going to have to rely quite as much on Alex Caruso this year. So maybe that'll be good for him. It, the thing is, if you put good players around LeBron, he's not going to score as much, but he's going to average twenty five assists. Like LeBron's just going to not twenty five. That seems that high. Was hyperbole. <laughs> LeBron's going to average double digit assists this year. I mean, if it's it's scary. Anthony Davis is the best player on that team. Maybe he might be the most dominant player. You can't stop him. No. You can't put a center on him because he'll step out and hit the three over you. You can't guard him in the post because he's longer and more athletic than you. And, oh, boy. Quite the dilemma. Uh, who else do you like? Anybody else? Uh, Dark Horse. What about from the East? Who you got in the East? I got the Celtics, which I'm not thrilled about that either. I think if I had to Dark Horse somebody in the East, though, oh, gosh, the East is such a dumpster fire. I mean, can the Heat be a dark horse? They were just in the finals, but I think they can. Yeah, because that it still feels fluky that the Heat got there last year, even though they were really good. Are we all going to sit here and pretend that we think the Sixers are good again? No, I will not. You can't make me. Uh, Good, I didn't want to. Um, Also, I'm not going to buy into the the Nets thing either. What about the Bucks? I mean... They have Giannis, but... Well, that brings me to my next question, which is who's your MVP? Does Giannis make it three in a row? I don't think he does. I lo- no. And I say that as somebody who loves Giannis. I things. saw the betting odds came out yesterday, and Luca's the favorite. That, to me, also seems a little odd. I don't know why. I I guess it just feels weird to think that the MVP could come from, like, the sixth seed in the West. I think you could see an Anthony Davis MVP season. That's kind of what I was feeling, is that this seems like it's, it's time for Anthony Davis to put his stamp on one and declare, declare 2021 the uh, – 
the the You're winner the of Anthony. Yeah. Don't forget about Steph Curry either. He's back and he doesn't have Clay Thompson, so Steph might just be he might he will put up incredible numbers, I imagine, but they'll be the seventh seed in the West. Right. That's like, kind of my thing. Is West, I understand they have Draymond, they're gonna have James Wiseman, they're gonna have Steph Curry, but I think Steph and Clay without Clay, they're not they're not really a they're not really a threat. What if somebody else fills the clay role to you know eighty percent effectiveness? I mean, who do they have? They can do that. I have no. They're gonna. Have, that they idea. might have to go get somebody. Um, I don't. know. If they could add somebody to play that two or three spot, because right now the only guy that worries me for scoring on that team is Steph Curry, because I don't trust Draymond to score every night, and James Wiseman's a rookie. I mean, I won't, if Draymond's taking fifteen or twenty shots a night. I feel very comfortable and confident that my team is winning that game yeah, you don't, against the Warriors. Yeah, uh, they've got to they've got to find a piece because Clay can't stay healthy, and they're wasting some Steph Curry years here that they so, truly so can't afford to waste. So we're both kind of in agreement. This feels like a brow year. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know who's stopping the brow unless Kawhi and those Clippers figure it out. But I don't trust any team with Paul George. I don't trust the Clippers to figure that situation out. That that seems very toxic from all the reports. Speaking of people wasting players' career, the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a disaster of his own making. And so, do you know he's living in San Diego? doesn't surprise me. He's a weird guy. But it does surprise you that he lives in San Diego and works in Los Angeles, right? A little bit, but like he's a San Diego guy. Rookie of the year, give me your favorite and give me a dark horse. I think the favorites are. I like Killian Hayes. Really, I do. I the like, French guy. I like Killian Hayes. Pistons took him, right? Yes, but the, my problem is the Pistons don't know what they're doing. So, well, um, he'll have to handle the ball because all they did was add a bunch of power forwards, right? Which doesn't make any sense because they had Blake Griffin. Did they have Drummond? They have Drummond. No, Drummond is in Cleveland. Now. That's right. They traded him at the deadline yeah, yeah, yeah. last year the, for basically nothing. The point is, they have Blake Griffin, and they went ahead and added like four more power forwards. Um. I think they're primed to move <laughs> off of Griffin to move him to a contender for correct. I think whatever. they should. Uh, I like Killian Hayes. I like the I like the the European guards. I think they're always pretty pretty solid players. Um, I don't know. You could have an Obi, I think Obi Toppin could have a chance. He's got pretty good betting odds on him right now. I looked him up. Um, I don't think Anthony Edwards wins it. I don't either. I my favorite I think is Lamelo Ball just because he's going to. He's going to make two or three highlight reel plays a game, and he's going to have incredible numbers because the Hornets are butt. So I think he's got a pretty good shot. Um, I, one guy I like who may come in, and a couple things got to fall into place here, is Devin Vassell, the Florida State guy who wound up with the Spurs. Because I think if the Spurs strip it down to the studs and trade off all their old guys who really don't fit into the plans anymore and just turn it over to like him and Deontay Murray and some of those other dudes, all of a sudden – Somebody's got to do the scoring there. May as well be him. James Wiseman, what do you think? <laughs> What's – I guess my thing is how does how does Golden State change what they do to accommodate having him and Draymond on the floor at the same time? Right. It's because a, so much of that was always predicated on you, we can have Draymond inside and not lose any rebounding that you would have from a traditional big man because he does it well enough and he doesn't shoot well enough to really be a perimeter threat and I don't think Wiseman's quite there yet either so I don't know how that's going to work now of 
every coach in the NBA who I think could just be handed a, you know, here, here's the this 19-year-old seven-footer who's pretty raw and only played three college basketball games last year. Figure out what how best to use him. Steve Kerr's the one's going to figure it out Yeah, the I, think best. I, trust, I think I trust old Steve. But I just, I'm very interested to see how that works out. Give one, a, yeah, give me a surprise for the season. A big surprise for the season. I think James Harden stays put. He doesn't want to play with John Wall. He doesn't want to play with Houston. I I think that they are to the point now where they're not they're not gonna get even they get thirty cents on the dollar in terms of value for him. I don't think they do. Who wants him? Who can afford him? Nobody. He's that's the thing with the Supermax contracts when you start to price those deals out is like only a you have to be traded for a superstar, basically. Nobody's giving up a superstar for James Harden. Well, you can, but it's like it's three teams, especially the hefty quarantine James Harden. I mean, like the the Sixers could do it, but Daryl Morey just <laughs> escaped from that. I don't know that he wants to. Who they have to do? They have to send Tobias Harris back. No, they'd have to send. Uh, they'd have to send. It basically be a straight up for. Uh, and Peter Simmons was Simmons it? probably. Ugh, I don't know. I like that he, Harden can shoot a three. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think Harden is a better player for this year and probably the next two. But also, like, do you want to deal with him? Well, do you want Harden for three or four years or Simmons for ten or twelve? Probably Ben Simmons. Kind of where I'd land right now too. So I don't know. You said you uh, don't buy into the Nets. No, no, I do not. Uh, I I'm not sure. I'm a big Steve Nash fan. I always used to watch Nash and Mike D'Antoni, who's his assistant coach, and Amari Stoudemire's their director of player development. And I think, I don't know, I'm hoping that they could turn uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant to the seven seconds or less sons from the 2000s. I think when and that you, could be fun to watch. I think when you put two mercurial superstars used to having things done their way with a first-year, first-time head coach, even one that comes in with a pedigree like Steve Nash does. I don't. If it works, I will be pleasantly surprised because I think Durant's amazing. Oh, I think him and Kyrie are going to hate each other. I just, it, it's got all the, it's got a recipe to be very difficult to pull off. I already mentioned the Mavericks. I think they could be good, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Chris Tapps in the knee. Yeah. It's uh, it'd be a surprise. Yep. Uh, I love Chris Tapps. I can't think rationally about him. I never have been able to. I think he's fantastic. He's my af- – outside of Giannis, he's my favorite NBA player right now. But I'm <laughs> – What do you think about our Grizzlies? What do they got? <laughs> Did you see they signed Shaq Buchanan yesterday? Yeah, the other Murray State guy because – because he's buddies with Jaw. Yeah, I mean, I guess Jaw's got pull in Memphis now. Shaq, I mean, he was a good perimeter defender. Yeah, I don't. Where's he gonna play? To, he's gonna play wherever Jaw Morant says he plays. I guess I don't know. Um, Casey, you don't like Butch Jones very much, do you? Not even a little bit. Well, you know that he uh, he's a uh, down now at Arkansas State, right? Yeah, I saw his little fake crying press conference the other day. I'm going to give you a reason to care about Butch Jones at Arkansas State. You literally can't. I can. Okay. Maybe not you, but certain certain listeners to this fair podcast will care. Well, I hope they do. 
Do you remember Hayden McLean? Yes. Hayden McLean was long time, worked his way up from a, a student manager with the Austin men's basketball team, did GA for a couple of years, was special assistant, I think Coach Figure's first year here. Um, recently, well, not recently, last two or three years ago, went to Arkansas State as their director of basketball operations. Yesterday, Hayden texted me to tell me that he had resigned his position as DOPS at Arkansas State to join Butch Jones's staff as special assistant to the head coach. Mm. I suddenly have a vested entrance, interest in the Butch Jones re- Reputational Restoration Tour. Oh, I hope you like cheesy slogans. I don't, but I like Hayden, and I want good things for him. I hope Hayden likes cheesy slogans. Don't be that way. Don't be. Don't be jeal- jealousy's an ugly color. Has he been to here. the general shelf shop to pick up some bricks yet? <sighs> anyway. Hayden, Hayden is. Hayden's a great guy. He's got a five-star heart, and he's a champion of life, and I'm sure Butch will tell him that every week. <laughs> one of us was being earnest, and one of us is belittling the entire thing, and you, dear listener, can decide who is which. I really do like Hayden. He's a great guy. Here locally, Haley Meyer for your community service stuff, if there's anything to be done around here locally. Haley will have that for you. And you know what else you can do? You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P. Or you can follow along on our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. All the digital media content you're going to see on there, that comes from uh, our friend Robin and uh, our work colleague Eric. Our nemesis, Eric. Let's Go P.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey Cody Bush, myself, and occasionally Chris Austin. Got stuff over there. All the dead burn time for you. Hey, you've got a couple weeks before we play another basketball game here. Nope, nope, just kidding. We play basketball here Monday night. I started thinking about the – I'm ahead of Monday. I'm ahead of Monday. Um, you want to come watch the guys play Murray State Monday night? Uh, don't want to tune in on ESPNU because you want to be here in the Dunn Center. You're going to need tickets. You get in contact with our ticket gurus, Katie Locke, and her assistant, Johnny Bananas. They've got all the information you can use to get in the game. We've only got single tickets, and they're on sale, and they're going like hotcakes. I believe we established last week that they are not, in fact, going like hotcakes. They are. They're not. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we shout out. See how we make merry at holiday time. Tweet us. I'm at C. Wilson225. He's at C underscore Crick19. Love yourself, love each other. Talk to you next week. Bye. Underneath the Louisiana moon.